Well, hello everyone. Um, as you can tell, I sound a little different today. It is because yeah. it is because I uh, it has passed and just say it. The scenarios have the stars have aligned, and um, today I have turned over a new leaf. I just say it. I have become officially an official podcaster. Um, yeah, now let's begin. All right, guys, so here today with beginning, okay, I can't really speak. So I'm, I'm here with my younger brother, Alexander. Alexander, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, it's not Alexander. Say it right, bro. You've been calling me, you have never called me Alexander in your life. All right, so today we're going to have a conversation on what I'm not yet sure about on something. Um, yeah. Well, today is a certainly a special day. So, for everyone listening, today is um, big day for the holidays. So I was born on November twenty sixth, two thousand two, and so this period of the year is just uh, like the period of the year from like uh, that people take off on that Thursday of the year. I don't really think of it as Thanksgiving. I think of it more as your birthday. My birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's enough about me. So today's a, spe- a special day. I'm here I'm back here where I'm from, Miami, and I'm with my brother. So uh, I thought we would make today more on like our our growing up and who my brother is. So mm-hmm. uh, Alex, um, first question. I was about to say something. That was, don't that was, don't <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. no, 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 no one in the audience has to know. So, my first question, Alex, what do you do? What do I do? What do you do? I am a 14-year-old, so I don't do much. I go to school, I wake up, I go to church, I go to school again, and then I call you every once in a while because you're far away. That is basically my life. So, what adventures do you go on as a 14-year-old? Because we all know that young 14-year-old boys ought to go on adventures across the sea and become pirates. Biggest adventure so far? Today in the morning, climbing the roof. Best adventure of my life. <laughs> Until we got kicked off. Until we got kicked off. Yeah. Um. So, Alex, uh, what would you like to do with your life? Uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't know. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm 14. You expect me to know my whole life? So they gave me a soundboard. Yeah, unfortunately. And until you see what he has next. I I. <laughs> It's not good. I, I am most definitely using it. Okay, Alex, but what if you had to think of something? Like as a 14-year-old self, what is your life like? My life? What is your life like? Well, since you left, it was it changed a lot. So right now, it's just I guess my main goal is getting as close to to God as possible and just serving as much as I can at church or wherever he gives me the opportunity and then just being a light to others and shining bright. Interesting, but but okay. Yeah. Let's say you're ten years mm-hmm. older. What would you like to do? Where would you like to be? What legacy would you like to leave with your life? Well, for the past few years, the only thing I can really think of that I enjoy doing is ministry. So whatever form that may be, whether it be leading a church or just leading a group of people, some form of ministry, and that's kind of what's been pressing on my heart lately. But if the Lord leads me somewhere else. 
with a career or something and then leading me into ministry or just yeah that's because i'm so undecided so just just where he takes me but i want to at least right now i'm thinking of ministry interesting and tell me about your family what are they like um, I, I hear you have a very handsome older brother. Yeah, he's not handsome. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's his birthday, but I still... <laughs> 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 okay. That's why I, that, that's the problem. He's annoying. He's a little stinky because he hasn't showered in like, what, four days? Seven days. Seven? I think it was ten. <laughs> okay, fine. It was ten. Okay. And then, yeah, he just he just smells like a monkey. He no, no, but, like no, monkey. but really, really. What What's your family like? What's my family like? Love you. Sorry, that was uh, that was our parental figure. That was one of our parental figures, father. Okay, so my family, at least at the moment, it's more of a us four and no more type of thing. And it's not by choice. It's just more of a we're the only four believers in the family, and sometimes we, f- at least some of us, feel like we're gonna get influenced by the other ones. So we just prefer to isolate and then not reach out to them so that's kind of our family dynamic and so it's usually just the four of us but then now you know monkey butt's gone so it's so how do you feel about that how do i feel about that well i probably cried a few times uh you know i missed my bully I missed the guy who would punch me and kick me and throw basketballs full speed at me. Who's that? You. Okay, continue. And so, you know, it was just a very emotional experience with him leaving. Especially to a, you know, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's in the name. It's Missouri. Like, it's asking you to say misery. Okay. 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 Yeah. So for me, it's misery, like having him gone. I know for you guys, you're having the time of your life because you got a monkey over there. But, you know, it's just... I miss him. What's something that you find interesting? About what? About Just anything. Anything? Music? What, what, what do you do? Uh, currently, I play guitar, and then I write songs. And I'm, like, barely learning piano. So what type of songs do you do? So uh, I like to write off of the Bible. So, like, I'll get, like, a chapter. I'll dig into it, and then I'll write on it. So, yeah. So, give me an example. So, like, I was writing on, let's say, Isaiah 53, uh, around Good Friday and Easter. I was writing on Isaiah 53, and just, like, the theme of the song was how he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our nukities. I think that's verse 5, so it's just dwelling on that. And then, by his wounds we are healed. And then that was kind of just the main point of the song. And then I would kind of quote the things around it that would describe what he was going through. And then built upon that, by his wounds we are healed, we're saved from sin, freed from condemnation, and then, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so do you do you see yourself doing something in the future with that? Hopefully. If I get good enough at it or, you know, it's just really blessed or... I'm just really blessed and, you know, everything's coming out good and then I find myself getting better at it, then, yeah, I would love to, to do that too. Mm-hmm. So do you not have any ambitions for your life? Like, do you not want, like, do you not really have something that you, like, really have to do? Or you want to look back in your life, like, 60 years from now and 
look back and be like, oh, like that was good. Like I did a good job. I think it's more of the latter, but there's like a few things that I do now that I would love to be great at in the future, like music. That's just one of those things that's inside of me. It's inside of you too. Got it from you. And then, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of part of me. I can't really go more than a day or two without playing guitar. It's just something that keeps me going. And so it's just something that I want to incorporate in my life in the future. It's just one of those things. Or just like with ministry, just being able to reach out to people, even if it's not as a pastor, that's something that I always want to be doing in my life, praying for people and reaching out to them. Would you would you consider yourself a boring person? Extremely. Do you take pride in that? I can't say. I just it's just I'm indifferent to it. I so know I'm boring and I know I'm not fun. Some people say I'm fun. Some people no one says I'm boring, but you know everyone at church is nice. So Do you think I'm boring? You? It depends what it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> if you're with me and you're and you're being a monkey butt, then you're not boring. If you're sitting on your laptop listening to Hebrew music and and uh, doing Hebrew homework, then it's not, yeah, it's not really the best. Anio el chocolate. That's just cho- little boy or little chocolate or something like that. Wait, yeah. is my phone here? Uh, but Alex, what uh, um, do you do? You sort of feel content with your boringness? Do you not really have any inclinations of? Well, sorry. Let me rephrase that. What do you what do you consider a boring person? A boring person. So I would consider a boring person someone, I guess, who's I, in a sense like more individualist, or they do things for their own pleasure, but when they're with other people, either they're not as enjoyable because of the way they think or the things they do, or they're just more into themselves. Or, like, there's things that I do that most kids my age wouldn't do. And so, yeah. So do you mean do you mean more introverted or just your particular hobbies or just things my that particular, are more I'm, in, I'm, intellectual? Yeah, I'm extremely extroverted, but my particular hobbies are more, how do I say this, isolated from what other people would do. Yeah, but that isn't, be, that isn't necessarily because... What you're doing isn't interesting, or what you're doing isn't fun. No, it's, it's fun for it, me. It's amazing for me. It's because your particular, the people who you hang out with don't do those things. Yeah. And then also people who are your age gen- generally don't do those things. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that's just kind of, like, there's a few things, there's a lot of things. I hope we don't get copyrighted for this. It doesn't matter. If you start singing, no one don't want to copyright that from you. I need your help, chocolate. Oh. Before we get copyrighted, I'm going to get rid of that. But yeah. Uh, Oh, my mic fell. Oh, Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Sorry. My Hebrew teacher showed me that that song. Isn't this just great? He interrupts the middle of my statement with Hebrew music about chocolate. It's helping. I need your help, chocolate. It's helping me. Um, I need to have chocolate too. Yeah, I, I have a hot take about my Hebrew class. I think that the professor. See, you see, you see, like part of being more in. So, I think part of being more interesting 
is being more of a interested person. Yeah. So just being interested in a bunch of different things. Yeah. So and then having a lot of hot takes. So I have a billion and a half hot takes. So one one hot take I have is on my Hebrew class that the professor my personal experience with language is that in order to gain a language that one is going to uh, use and to like speak, they're going to want a lot of a lot of audible and comprehensible input. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm trying to learn Hebrew, which I am, which is mo- a modern Hebrew, I want to be able to hear someone say the exact same words over and over again uh, in a comprehensible way so that I can get the words as opposed to learning how to read it and then learning from a book how to tr- how to translate my english speaking into that like for example saying that oh an uh, um a uh, a half is like a like a ch from bach or um a bet is like the b from no i think that the best way of learning a language is to learn it without any um, English translation. Yeah. Because then I think one of the biggest issues when people are trying to learn a second la- or third language or whatever is that they try to translate or they try to ex- uh, extend stuff from, from their own language. Mm-hmm. And then that makes it so that they end up with an accent or that makes it so that they are translating in their heads instead of actually yeah. speaking the language. So that's, that's one of my personal pet peeves with, uh, the certain, with, the, with my current Hebrew class. And why I do not currently plan on re- on taking another semester. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. So You're taking twenty one credits, so yeah, yeah, uh, I can't complain. But it's yeah, I in in, in the future I'm, I'm I might want to learn more Hebrew, but for now I'm pretty. Yeah, me too. Pretty. Aspiration. No, you're not allowed to. Yeah. I, I like coffee, so Hebrew's great for me. <laughs> Okay, that was not very fitting. You interrupted my Wait, pun. Let me try this. One. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that was pretty good. You interrupted my pun. All right. So, but but yeah. So I I personally think that interesting people are interested people. Yeah. Now, okay. So going back to me being um, boring, boring and interesting. Like the hobbies, that, like okay. So to elaborate. Like most kids my age, what they do for fun is they either play video games all day or they'll text all day. Well, then you have the wrong friends. Those sounds like... I I know who your friends are and I'm friends with them too, so I'm not going to trash them. But if there were other people then no. and all they did was play video games and text people, I would call them losers. No, yeah. Obviously, not all of them do that. A few, A bunch of them don't. But when they're not doing that, they're either with me or with family or with their friends. So I'm just saying like their like their limited free time is usually spent on like obviously they're they like when they spend time on the word, but then like that extra free time that they have, it's usually spent playing some type of video games or Yeah, well then it sounds like you need new friends. Yeah. That or it sounds like they need help. That too. Or maybe you need or maybe you need I mean, maybe you can encourage them to Take on yeah, I, I can edifying more edifying hobbies. Yeah, like for me, I'll only play a video game if it's with you or with someone else because mm-hmm. it's just not something that I enjoy doing by myself anymore. Yeah, one 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 person who I was talking to, Elijah Caden, um, he was on my podcast. Uh, yeah. 
Why are you, why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm smiling. There's a difference. <laughs> he, was, he was just some things in that video that really caught my attention. <laughs> made me smile. Made me laugh a little bit. Sarah. Camping. <laughs> okay, so there were... So we were having a few conversations because, like, we're, we're, we're fairly close friends and we were having a conversation on video games and how, um, the, how he has the stance that video games are harmful for young men. Like, not, not, not just that, oh, like, too much video games. Bad. No, he, he says that video games are harmful for men in that they, they encourage men to take dominion. Or, like, he argues that men have a certain part of them that want to take dominion. So he says that video games sort of take advantage of that desire within men of taking dominion so that they take dominion inside of the video games without actually doing anything in real life. So that just to say that I think there's something to that. I personally am very acquainted with uh, video game communities uh, where people spend all of their free time playing video games. And, yeah, no, that's, and, that's not right. And they are... Like put it put nicely, losers in real life. They've yeah. they've accomplished nothing or nearly nothing. They have no skills that can help them in anything. Uh, it's difficult for many of them to get to get married or to get girlfriends. Mm -hmm. uh, they're struggling. They're struggling with. Uh, they don't keep their body in good shape, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the part that's most frustrating isn't that they do that and that they're how they are. I think the most frustrating thing is just how beautiful and how wonderful and how full of different things uh, God put into this world that mm -hmm. are extraordinarily interesting and yeah. useful and they don't know anything about it. And what makes me, and the reason why I'm, I'm, per, I'm particularly passionate about it is because that was me. I, I used to spend all my time on video games and shows and stuff. And Me too. And, it's, and, then, it's, and then it's like, oh wow, I wasted years of my life for nothing. Yeah. When I could have done stuff that's more productive and stuff that I'm going to get more out of the stuff that I think God um, made with a lot of value to know. Yeah. And so I'm trying to learn more, more about that, be able to do more stuff. Yeah. Um, because I personally think that there's a lot of cool stuff out there that I haven't done yet. Yeah. Like gun camping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I I went camp. Excuse me. I I went camping once recently. Don't don't don't. Our mother is going to shut down this video. Stop it. She can't do that. Okay, I'm gonna continue. Wait. Why? Wait. Okay. Now we're gonna go to our next segment. Why? Okay, we're here with our next segment. That sounded like a spaceship. You know, you just teleported. Wee. Okay, Alex. Would you like to? So I've I've just shared two or three interesting hot takes that I have. So as the organizer and head of this podcast, I demand you to share a hot take that you find interesting. Just like a hot take on anything? On anything. But it can't be roasting me. <sighs> okay. So that's tough. Because I I have egos and expectations to Currently one twenty in the morning. So my hot takes are kind of cold takes, but I'll see what I can find in this little brain of mine. So, let's see. Okay. So, you talk. what did you talk about? Video games? Video games, 
Dominion. Okay. Um, I have hot takes on children. Okay. On parenting. Yeah. Uh, I have hot takes on a lot of things. Okay, cool. So, let me see. You know, we're all Christians here. So, how about, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite portions of scripture. I don't know if I'm going to get, uh, okay, so what I'm thinking of when I think of, you know, it's just been like Galatians 5. I want to hear your, I just want to hear like your opinion. I just want to hear how, just how you go through that chapter. I mean, I just want to hear it because I never, never talked to you about it. It's just a point of conversation. I don't think there's any differences in how we see it. I just want to, just want to hear it from you. So Galatians 5 is like on the fruit of the spirit. And then this just popped in my head. I'm sorry. Just, I'm, I have really cold takes today, but it's just it's on the fruit of the spirit. And then crucifying the flesh. And obviously, I think the Galatians were in a bunch of legalism. So it was about you know crucifying that circum that circumcision, like getting rid of it, and then stop working towards for salvation, and then walking in the spirit, walking in love, and then letting the fruit come out. So that's how I see it. I just want to see your take on it because that's the first thing that popped into my head. Sure, yeah. Um, fruit, of, fruit of the Spirit is um, fruit referring to the natural, uh, what comes out of something or what, like, the natural uh, results of something. And then of the Spirit is for believers through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So fruit of the Spirit would be, like, what naturally comes out of people who are okay, yeah. led as Christians, okay, which then is expanded by in, in Galatians five. Yeah. Okay. So, so my my next question is, what is something that makes you angry? Something that makes me angry. Uh, oh, because there are various things that make me very angry. Yeah, like me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go vice versa. Sometimes, sometimes when you punch me like ten times in a row randomly. And then you call me mean for not punching you back. That is very. Does that make you angry? No. It makes me disappointed. Do you do you like not have any feelings? When I get angry at someone, it's like usually when they start tickling me, and then. And then they don't stop tickling me, and then I'm like, "Yo, stop it." Okay. No, but what's but the, what's something that, that actually, actually makes, makes you angry? angry? Okay. Is this like a pet peeve or something? Anything that makes you angry. Anything that makes me angry. I'll t- I, afterwards, I can, I can tell you what makes me angry. Okay. So, something that makes me... Yeah, that... You just kicked me twice. Uh, he just kicked me really hard in the shoulder. No, I didn't kick you. It wasn't that hard. I'm just exaggerating to make a point. Okay. So, something that makes me really angry. Okay. I really can't think of it. I don't know. I okay. Well, I'm going to show something that makes me angry. I get sad, but I don't get angry. I get very angry over certain things. One thing is an overprotective mother. Oh, that. Yeah, that. For sure. Does that make you angry? Oh, yeah. Does that, do you think that makes me angry? Oh, no. I don't I don't think. I'm like 150% sure, like with, with interest. Like, I know. I know for sure that makes you angry. I've seen it make you angry. Various times today, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, boys should be boys. That's 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 all I'm gonna say. Oh boy.
anyone listening uh, can can ask me more about it later. But wait till mother hears this. But I don't I don't like when when boys are not able to be boys. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, there are certain things that I would do differently from my parents. Um, me too. All right, what well, what are some things that you would do differently with your children if the Lord were to give you children? So right now, I got to be careful with what I say. You can say whatever you want. I'm Come on, <laughs> just do it. Okay. No, there's nothing actually that bad. The fact that I was raised Christian for, for half of my life, at least, helped me out a lot, even if a lot of it wasn't true Christianity until a few years ago. Uh, but something that I would change, other than being less overprotective, is I guess the the family dynamic of getting together. I was hearing uh, when you're talking to Elijah, that family worship together. That's definitely something I would incorporate into my family time, into you know when I get older. It's just something that I think is super crucial to do together. To not only grow individually and read the word individually, but to grow and worship and to spend time in that word learning uh, together. And that's just something that, especially because my dad was only recently saved, we've never done and has never been a part of our, you know, our home. So that's one thing. Uh, let me see, another thing. So, okay. My brain is really fried right now. Do you have any? Oh, well, first of all, I want to ask, are you married? No. How old are you? 14. Do you plan on getting married in the near future? Hopefully. <laughs> Not at 16, but, you know. It's like 17. No. I need to finish high school. Why didn't you just... High like school, college first. Fi- finish it fast. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to do. It's a dual enrollment for. Okay, so what age do you think a guy should get married? You? A guy? Oh. <laughs> no, like yeah okay what what age like I think I mean I'm not gonna put a limit on it but I think that the younger the better and so I think anywhere from like 10 years old no I mean well, like from like from like once you've reached that point of maturity and then not getting too old like bar like bar mitzvah Thirteen. No, for guys. Twelve for girls. There's not a guy who's thirteen who is mature. Debatable. There's like one or two, <laughs> but go to public school, go to a church, go to any church, or go to any private school, and you're not gonna see a mature, completely mature thirteen year old. I mean, I mean, I know a twenty year old, and he's not mature, but. Are you a friend of me? Maybe. Oh, I just heard you <laughs> Don't Chris. remind me. Yeah, so there's a few things today that have uh, some swing dancing after playing dominoes. Or some uh, what? very hard punches to the shoulder and and waist. <laughs> it's, it's 1 in the morning. One thirty. Yeah, it's one thirty in the morning. Uh, we we watched a few movies. Two. Uh, Best movies of Pride, my life, including Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. And then we went my to boy. play dominoes, uh, domino, uh, guano, and uh, we kept on losing. And so it I wasn't our fault. That's the, that's the problem for all you guys listening. It wasn't our <laughs> fault. We <laughs> would win like three games. It was the first to a hundred, so we win like three games and get like twenty, and then our parents would win one game and get seventy, and it just wasn't fair. 
It just really wasn't. I'm not gonna complain, but I could see it in Chris's eyes every time he would say it was the last game and we lot and we lose. We played another one. I forced him to play another one. I was like, I pulled out all the cards. I'm like, it's my birthday. We have to play another game. So we win the first two game. We win the first two matches, and then they win one, and then they win two, and then they win three, and then they're like, okay, let's go to bed. And then Chris is like, no, another one, last one. He like, then they win. Chris is like another one, last one. Then they win again. Then Chris is like another one, last one. Then they win again. Chris is like, it's my birth. It's my birthday tomorrow. That's when <laughs> I leave tomorrow. He's like, he's like, I leave, my, I leave tomorrow. It's my birthday. They win again, and he's like, it's my birthday because it was at that point it was past twelve, <laughs> and then he and they're like, fine, one more, and then we win, and then a lot of screaming. I don't know how many games we played. We played like eight or well, nine. We finally won one. We won the first two and then the last one. Yeah. Well, but anyways, um, yeah, we are, we are, we are jumping a bunch of places. But one, one thing that makes me. Or one thing that I, w- I would do differently if I had, uh, if and when the Lord gives me children is um, I'll actually, like, allow my, I'll, I'll encourage my my boys to leave the property and to wander and to, like, do stuff. Yeah. That's important. Because one thing that I, I, I felt like my parents kept me inside of the house all the time. And so, naturally, you know what, I, I was inside all, all, all the time. So naturally, I went to video games, or I went to TV, or I went to stuff that. Yeah. Like, what else am I gonna do in indoors? Like, I I had spend time with your little brother. Like, like I said, there was nothing else to do in indoors. Spend time with your little there, brother. There was a time where like we played sports inside, so we had like little basketball, like a little laundry basket where we would like just try to sh- uh, shoot hoops in, or we played soccer indoors. So we did that for like a while. Yeah. But eventually, eventually there's like a three foot height difference, and it just. I'm not sure. Yeah, I just push him around. I'm not sure why we ever stopped. Why we stopped doing that? I think it was. I'm pretty sure. This is probably because I broke something, and then mommy was like, "No, you guys can't do that anymore." Yeah. So that that just to say that, uh, as a as a kid, I I don't think I was encouraged enough to go outside to run to run around, mm-hmm. um, as I think I should have. Yeah, and so I think that harmed me, and I would definitely do that too. And and then it pushed me into spending a bunch of time uh, playing video games and and stuff like that. Yeah, honestly, it's really similar with me. I mean, I'm still living in their house, and sometimes I'm still pushed inside. But I take advantage, and instead of spending that time inside playing video games, at least we have like a basketball hoop, and so I'll just go shoot that instead. Mm-hmm. Listening to productive stuff like sermons or just good good music gotta be good well sermons aren't productive unless they're good sermons. i mean yeah obviously good sermons i'm not talking about that woke that woke junk well i mean you can get bad sermons that aren't that aren't necessarily woke i mean yeah but you know that's the first thing that came to my head so just gonna like are, th- are are the people whose sermons you listen to reformed sometime it makes a very big difference on hermeneutics it does but um, you know, there's a there's something that you forgot to mention is that I'm not really reformed. Well, that's a that's an issue in it. I mean, it's it might be an issue, but the fact that I listen to reformed teachers, and that I agree with a lot of what they say, except a few little things, that we've discussed in depth, that we're not gonna discuss here. That's yeah. You know what they say, right? A four point Calvinist ain't a, is an Arminian. You know what they say? Alex isn't either. Like, come on. 
No. Uh, uh. All right, but but yeah, so that that would be a big thing that I would do differently. Yeah. I would, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage. Not only would I encourage, I would I would be like I would be before they do it. I would be the first one jumping on trees, and then be like, "Yo, what are you guys waiting for? It's perfect for climbing." Stuff like that. Okay, but okay, just quick thing. If my mom is listening to this, I love her with all of my heart, and so even if Chris doesn't say it, because I don't think he will. I'm joking. I know he loves her. I just want to say I love you. I love you too, Father. You are you are my you are my treasure. I love you. So. All right. Now can we get back to roasting then? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back. So for anyone listening, I'm very critical. Yep. Um, very. I ca- I can be very nice about things to people who I don't. To people who I can. If he's not close to them, he's nice to them. If he's close to them, he's roast. He's roasting if, them. If I'm close to someone and I, and I know that they'll that they can take it well, and that they can take it c- how it sh- how it's put out there, like as like constructively. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even just for my parents. I'm not talking to my parents right now. I'm talking to the audience or people who are like, well, I I I, I might want kids one day or I might have kids right now, and you know I'm thinking of ways to like raise them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm giving my perspective as, as someone who's recently uh, just left the house and gone to college and yeah. stuff and stuff that now going and being living in college stuff that I wish I, w- I would have done. Another thing I, w- I wish that my parents would have done is chores. Oh yeah, it's a big one. Because yeah. I, I was a bum Me growing too. up and I did absolutely nothing. Actually, everything was done for me. Yeah. So then when I actually move into my own house. And you know what? You're I, not ready. I, I don't know how to yeah, do, do dishes. I don't know how to broom my house. I don't know how to wash my clothes. Just kidding. I, I, I wash my own clothes because because uh, that I, I, I not only did I. Not he, only he forced them. Yeah. I forced my parents to let me wash my own clothes. That may sound ridiculous to some of my friends out there. But yeah, I, I, I had to walk. Force my parents. Yeah, I'm starting to. I I kind of started doing the same thing too. So, like, they don't make me do a thing. If they ever ask me to do something, I'll, I'll obviously go and do it. Like, take out the trash. But sometimes I have to just. I just have to like start washing dishes because I know they're not gonna make me do it. Or I have to start feeding the dogs because I know they're not gonna make me do it. And that's just something that I have to keep my eyes on, because I'm never forced to do it. But it's something that I know will help me in the future and that's just something that I want to grow on. Like I get the rationality cuz what 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 my parents have said is that oh well we have to do all, all the hard stuff so we, we just want you guys to like have an easier life. And to a certain extent I want to try to understand that but at the same time having an easier life doesn't mean it's a better life. Yeah. Having to do hard work is an awesome thing. Yeah, and even even then chores aren't that much of a of a of a deal. It's just little things like keeping clean mm-hmm. and washing mm-hmm. and drying. And those are just little things that'll help us not only grow in learning how to do them, but it'll help us grow in responsibility and in maturity and in realizing that there's a role that we have in the house and in a family and that's just something that we will then give to our kids, hopefully if we have them and then something that they can pass down to their kids and it's just something that That'll help us mature faster and grow more responsible. Life is hard. Yeah. So we have to be, as children, 
having everything easy, living in a bubble where we can't get hurt. Yeah. It doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. So, yeah. One thing, however, that I think that our parents did well that a lot of people in our culture wouldn't wouldn't do is one one thing is their encouragement, at least for me personally, as I left the house, their encouragement of me to go back to the house and their support, um, me being outside of the house, because I know that a lot of, a lot, like the big temptation in America, it being a very individualistic culture, is that yeah. a lot of parents are like, no, just leave the house, don't come back, we don't want you, um, we're not going to support you when you leave the house, um, like get out of here, you're, eight, you're, you're 18 already, go get a job and move out. I very much more like the the more Latino way of doing things, which is like uh like like people don't really leave yeah leave the house in the in the sense of like even if they get married and move to their own place they're not living there but they're always welcome to come back yeah uh, yeah like they're they're not living there but at the same time there's like a very close like you can just visit them whenever um, it, it's it, it's it's not as much as a, of a like oh. They're doing their own thing o- over there, but it's very connected. Yeah, it's very, like very it's like I know you're trying to support yourself, but we're gonna be here for you if you can't. And we know you're trying, but we're always your backup, and we're always gonna be here. And if you need a place to go, we love you, and we're gonna take care of you. So yeah, just that that family like mindset of always sticking for each other. That's something that's just really really good that our parents have done. Well, oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. Try, try to try to make your own points. Speak up, oh, <laughs> like to fall my mouth. Yeah, try, try to don't don't just hop on my points. I mean, try, try to, I'll hop on your be, points because more the distinction that I'm trying to make. Because yeah. I, I think I get what you're saying, Alex. The distinction that I'm trying to make is, uh, because some people from America might be like, yeah, like they're always welcome back. Like I know that, but they just can't be in our house, or else they'll be like uh, so. Like uh, the distinction I'm trying to trying to make is that a lot of um, Americans are like, okay, you're 18, mm-hmm. leave leave the house. Yeah. And then now we're two separate entities. You have your own thing. We have our own thing. Yeah. And our parents are like, no, stay. So our yeah our our, our parents definitely don't. They're like they yeah, they stay. blur the lines a little bit, which is very controversial. Which which I think it would be a very like I, I'm guarantee you if I had some friends listening from St. Louis, they'd hear that and they'd be like, uh, I don't know, I don't know about that. But according to what you were saying, they might listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like our, our, our parents ha- have our back. Like they totally help us. No, yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I see the distinction. I'm, I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to hone into something a little more controversial. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know we we're getting controversial. Oh, I love getting controversial. I love it too. <laughs> no, you, you don't. You kept, you kept on saying boring things earlier, Alex. That's because I'm boring. But when I'm not boring. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Alex, I'm messing with you. I'm I'm being sarcastic. I'm not trying to be mean. I know, but uh, that's more for everyone listening. I don't want people to hear this and just be like, "Man, Chris is such a stinker of of a brother." No, he's like, okay. I'm so okay. I I roast him a lot. I criticize him a lot, and I know I'm 14. You guys might like, ah, he's so cute. After I say this, but I could not have asked for a better brother than the, this monkey butt over here. Okay. Well, obviously, uh, that's a given. Yeah. You can't really get much better than and, than, than and me. we're five and a half years apart, I think, right? Oh my what no Okay. Okay, I just let him go. <laughs> he didn't want to hear the compliment. So let us continue. Okay. I love him. So I love you. There were 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, actually, monkey butt. It, it is actually quite a burden. Okay. To be as great as I am. <laughs> like people. Yeah, think, I I know you get that a lot. People think it's easy to be this great. It it actually isn't. <laughs> you should see what my mother says about it when he punches it, me. It it actually isn't that easy because people are jealous, people are envious. I'm just, I'm, I'm people are jealous. They can't grow fake beards. And okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go past. I'm gonna let's let's continue with our previous conversation. Okay. So we were talking about things that we would do differently. Yeah. Um, from what our parents did. Uh, so that's one one thing I I think our parents in the past have been very um, good in bubbly. Like they've 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 kept me in the bubble. Yeah. Which to a certain extent. It's needed in some cases. However, I think... Uh, I mean, it, it, bubble's a very broad term. In the sense of... like I think that it would have been more beneficial for me to do more work and harder work mm-hmm. in the house. And I think that it would have been better if I was able to have more freedom to and more encouragement to explore, to do difficult things. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is a little bit weird is the or w- is the he can do whatever he wants sort of thing. Yeah, because growing up, definitely I heard that a lot. Like, oh, like that's your choice. Like, like if you want to do that, you you can. I'm not gonna stop you, uh, sort of thing. And that's like a very, like, I don't I don't like that personally as that as like a parenting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just another idea i was also like never like our particular household wasn't very strict alex don't try to uh, <laughs> don't don't finish my sentences please uh, i tried our certain uh, strict well for me like that's one thing that happened because it was so strict and because my parents whenever i told my parents something they would be like oh like why didn't you do it this way why did yeah. you, you, you do it be- because i came to expect such high things for my parents. Me too. That has caused me to. I mean, we've you and I yeah. have you you and I have responded very different to this. Yeah. My reaction to that is naturally to uh, sort of withhold it all to myself, to be quiet, to not talk about anything at all because I know that I'll get judged for whatever I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So that was my reaction. So and my response was to whining. Oh, oh let me finish. Oh, let okay, me speak. okay. Peace. Okay. Speaking, Alex. Thank you. Okay. You're fine. So what I was, well, my reaction to it was, well, if I talk to my parents, they're going to say mean things to me, and they're going to not like what I'm going to say. So yeah. I'm just not going to say anything to them. Uh-huh. And then so that's caused, so this is more of a caution for people who are parents. Uh, be careful, or who want to be parents. Be careful in how you react and respond and how much you listen to your children because if they become uncomfortable with speaking to you, then uh, there's a potential that they might shut themselves off and no one mm-hmm. wants that. Because then they come back later or you, because uh, you, you might come back later and be like, well, why didn't you talk to me about anything? And then they, mm-hmm. and then they might not say it, but it's because, well, they've learned that talking isn't good or they don't find talking enjoyable. Yeah. Well, all right, Alex, now you can make your point. Okay, I'm sorry. I rudely interrupted. It's fine. I, I forgive you. Okay, thank you. I love you. Okay. So for me, my response 
to having, I guess, higher standards, you think? Uh, was to try to do them, to be really lazy. Sorry, uh, that's kind of an oxymoron there, but I kind of try a little bit, and then I wouldn't do it, so I'd just get really lazy, and then, or I'd do it, and I'd be really lazy about it, and I wouldn't keep trying. And then when they when they went on me about it, to raise my standards, or to go to their standards, I would whine and complain about it, and I would scream and cry and all that things middle schoolers and elementary kids do. So as my response, at least when I was living with Chris, and I I obviously am a testament to him being a little quieter because I guess until he found the church, for me, he was a lot more introverted. Distant. Yeah, I was a distant brother. He was a very distant, introverted brother before he found an, a church. And that was something that, because it affected him, also affected me. Because as a little brother, I always look up to the bigger brother. I still look up to you. You probably know that. I probably told you a million times. It's just something that, you know, I watch from him and I try to learn from him. So that I, I learn from his mistakes and so that, I <laughs> and so that you know, I also learned from from his accomplishments. And so, seeing him more distant and introverted, at least when I was younger, and I wanted that attention from him, it would make me, it would also make it would make me go towards my friends who were, who weren't in the best activities at school. And it would make you know when they would waste their time playing games and doing whatever it is that kids do nowadays, who aren't in church. And so I would be with them because I didn't have a brother who was there for me. But that also went back to my parents having those high standards that he didn't that he didn't want to respond that he couldn't respond to. And so I'm talking a lot, but yeah, for me it was just a big effect on my on my on my growing up not having a brother there until I got to that age where where he finally opened up. A little more and that's when I started really getting close to him and then also when I started becoming a Christian sorry no, also when I became a Christian and then when he started opening himself up too because he became a Christian around the same time and then just that started affecting me and helping me grow so yeah after all that mumbo jumbo yeah yeah well I I hung out with you you may not remember but I I, I remember I remember I, f I remember a bunch of times I was just saying I, no no, no yeah Alex, I, I'm sorry I'll let you I'll let you go I'll let you listen go listen to what I'm saying <laughs> I hung out with you a lot when you when when you were really small and then when I was like in the younger younger part then there was a period I think started when like around sixth grade when I got into video games mm -hmm. fifth and sixth grade where I spent where I, I did not spend very much time with yeah with your or with our parents, and then um, when I became a Christian, right when I became a Christian, like in eighth or ninth grade, that's when I started spending mm -hmm. more more time with you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I this is a random story, but I remember we were playing basketball, uh, and I like joking around so there's we had, we had like a backyard where it was just like a cement yeah like a t rugged cement floor and then just like a basketball hoop that we would play on and then like uh like i'd say like 20 feet behind the hoop there was like a huge tree 
it was like five different or six different. Oh, that out. story. So I, oh. I grabbed the basketball. Hit the tree shot. <laughs> I randomly shoot the ball really, really high up. Like this, this, this tree went up. He just chucked it. Like, uh, like, I don't know, like 60 or 80 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. I just chucked it up. It hit one of the branches, goes straight down, and it makes it into the basketball. It was a perfect swish. Perfect swish. So that's my testament to greatness. Um, I love I how the moment you mentioned basketball outside, that was the first shot that came to my head, too. Yeah. So um, so that's, yeah, so I personally grew up not really interacting. Well, like, yeah, like, there's there are a bunch of fi- fi- factors as to why I personally wasn't very connected to my parents, my brother. Mm-hmm. Growing up, part of it was video games. Part of it was the the fact that I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents very much. Um, that, 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 that's something that could have that um, take 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 it as you will, you future parents. Um, something else uh, to talk about is um, ju- uh, I I thought there was I, uh, this is more of a public school thing, so this is an, another hot take. Mm-hmm. I think that the existence of private and public school, which, I mean, maybe this is just like our parents thing, but I think this is a very common trend among public and private school, is is that because there's no learning going on at the home intentionally, or because school becomes the place for learning. Yeah. So people, I think this is a very common trend among society nowadays, is that it becomes very difficult for it, it just becomes natural for people to grow up and to desire to learn things outside of official school hours. Yeah. Maybe that's Alex you just really close to the mic. Okay. I know. <laughs> uh so I, I think that it's a little bit of an uh, it's, it's quite a bit of an issue because uh there's just so much to learn. Life is full of learning. And there are so many incredible things to learn. And then, so I think it becomes an issue when learning is only for these eight hours in the day plus a little bit more for homework. And then learning is done. Then we just do no learning, right? There, There's, I think, a lot that modern schools can do to, and maybe even, I'm, I'm sure this is also too for homeschoolers. Like, oh, just do your work and finish up and then you're done. But I think it's slightly different because you're at home, so mm-hmm. it feels more natural to learn at home. But just generally speaking, I wish I growing up I was more able to to learn things that you know were worth learning that are interesting, mm-hmm. uh, like music, for example. Like I I I wish I was classically trained. Me uh, too. Even though when I was at the even though at that age I probably would have hated it, but then like now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh man, I wish I did that instead of. Mm-hmm playing Minecraft six to eight hours a day after school. <laughs> uh, or I, I, I wish I read more books and that uh, growing growing up, e- even though th- there was there were a few periods growing up that I did read a few books, a few fiction books, but there are so many good fiction books that really expand the mind of a young child that I wish I could have read. Um, so books, music, like there's uh, so much to learn. Yeah. That I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I was barely taught in public in public school. I barely learned anything in public school. Okay, I want to get a little controversial for a second. Oh, he finally gets controversial. Okay, All right, so let me hear it. okay, this is barely controversial, but this is the best I can do. So, do you think 
that in in elementary and middle and high school that there should be such a, a wide variety of subjects like in classes or because a lot of that stuff at least when it's not interesting for the person is in particular it goes in one year and goes out the other and you forget it the next month or the next year and it's that or it's just of no use for you in your life so do you think that those at least either those subjects should be taken away or the students should have the choice to choose their subjects so you're asking me for my whole well, first first of all that's a, that is not a hot take yeah it's not Second but I told of all, <laughs> so are you, are you just asking me a, a question on my perspective regarding a uh, certain pedagogy sure <laughs> so ped pedagogy is um, the study of learning, the study of teaching. Okay, then yeah, I'm definitely asking you on and pedagogy. And to that, before I give any answer, I'm just going to say that there is much, 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 much study and research done on this, many different books written. Uh, I particularly think that the current way that we do public school and private school is garbage, but that is for, well, not necessarily public school or pr private school because that can range, but I think for the most part, public school is just trash, mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of different re reasons for that, uh, including just like the f the way that money works, uh, the way that teachers are trained, the fact that people are taught according and with people their own age, I think is horrible, for a variety of reasons, um, including but not limited to, the fact that people are stuck with, people their own age instead of a wide variety. I think it leads to. Mm -hmm. Uh, people not um, people becoming very close to only people their own age and let me tell you kids are stupid so if you match stupid with stupid wow wait you are you talking to stupid. me too yeah oh yeah okay. you're, you're super stupid and you have a lot more to learn oh well, yeah i was like Here that until yesterday but i am no longer a teenager so once I'm he got off the roof he was no longer stupid oh well, yeah something like that uh so i so yeah <coughs> i believe that there are many things that can be done better. In terms of particular classes and courses, there are a variety of different approaches that one can take. I don't necessarily know if one's better than an, an another. One that I have heard of is the uh, the classical approach, so like the Charlotte Mason approach. Yeah. Um, have you heard of that one, Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a variety of approaches. A lot of people in my groups uh, homeschool, and I think that homeschooling can be a very good option, especially if uh, the mother who would generally be homeschooling is um, an interesting woman who is very who's smart and wants her kids to learn, and, who are, and who's very on top of that. If you're there, just hashtag this. Hashtag yeah, Chris. If, if if you're a lady who wants to have a lot of kids and wants to homeschool, and you're pretty, send me a message. That's it. Wait, you forgot. You forgot to mention no, that I mean they love I mean God and that they go to church and that you know. Oh, and you have to be, and you have to be single. Oh yeah, that's important too. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> if if that's if that's if if that's if that sounds like you, just send me a message. Uh, we we can schedule a wedding for tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, please do not message me. I am not currently. You can start courtship tomorrow. I I am not currently uh, desperate enough to where I am sure resorting to a podcast from my advertisement. Uh, that aside, 
mm-hmm. that aside, what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, yeah, uh, education. Yeah. I've also, so I've seen that being done well, and I, generally speaking, I, I, I think that a properly done, uh, properly done homeschool ed- education can work wonders when raising a kid. You, you can get, get kids who are very smart and intellectual. At the same time, like, I also don't think that everyone has homeschool, and I think that you can reach similar results through private schooling. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know various private schools who are very good at what they do. Um, they're generally classical, uh, cla- classical educations. So I think classical, from my experience, classical educations are usually the better ed- educations. From what I've seen, like they've usually produced the more results, but that could, that could be out of just them not necessarily or just cla- people who teach classical are just generally their teachers as opposed to the classical nature of the education itself. So I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, I think private, if done right, can be done well. But I would say that from my experience, the public school system is atrocious, generally speaking. Amen. And <laughs> uh, more than just socially, even ed- educationally, it's pretty bad. Um, people leave it. And people are leaving it worse and worse that people aren't really learning. I, 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 when I was public school, I learned almost nothing. And I'm sure it's getting even worse now. Oh, yeah. When you were in private school, did you get Did you get a lot? I got much more out of I Actually, I went from public school to private school, and I actually struggled my first, my first semester in, in private school because I was so behind on everything compared to everyone else. Yeah. Though, thanks to my naturally high j- IQ... No, I'm just kidding. Thanks to my big muscles, I bullied all the teachers into giving me good grades, so it was fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, any anything else that you would do differently with your kids, Alex? Uh, okay. I would definitely. So I'm not gonna go off of what you said, but that's definitely one thing. I don't know. I don't know if homeschool is always gonna be an option, but definitely getting them into that Christian environment, like purely Christian environment. Not some of these private schools where where most people aren't Christian, but that's you've already touched on that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna fly away from that. Another thing that I did differently with my kids, uh, I don't know if we really touched on this. I mean, Chris kind of touched on this, but is this more discipline? Oh yeah, we weren't disciplined at all. We weren't disciplined <laughs> at all. We still aren't disciplined. We still aren't disciplined. And the only reason why we obey our parents is because the Bible commands us to obey our parents. Yeah. If not, we we would be pretty rogue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like we we are good kids, but I think that we're good kids not because our parents disciplined us. It's because to be it's good kids is because our parents got lucky. <laughs> Pro- providentially lucky. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say that's wrong. I totally 100% agree with you. I would not be the man I am today if I didn't have a, if I wasn't a Christian and if I didn't have you to look up to to see what I was doing wrong. And yeah, so that's 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 definitely Yeah, that was that was definitely that was something. Stupid. Yeah, our our parents never just discipline us. No discipline. I've, I've 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 been spanked more by my brother than by my parents. <laughs> That's for sure. So yeah, b- like the worst discipline I would get is, okay. So third grade for me, I mean, I'm still young, but for me, back in third grade, I wouldn't want to go to school for about half the year, cause I was scared of the teachers. So it would scream a lot. 
and I ended up moving to another school after that the next year. But during that year, with all my crying and you refusing, you just, just had tam- temper tantrums. With all my tantrums that I would throw because I was too scared to walk into the building, the worst discipline I would get was they would put a chair, they would sit me in it, and I would just sit there for like an hour. It was just sit in the corner. That was, that was basically the worst discipline I got. The worst discipline I got was I was also in third grade actually. Really? Uh, yeah. So you never I, told me this. I so we had a science fair project, so it's like a multi-month-long science fair project where you have to start with a hypothesis, progress to like your questioning, then you actually like do like a you spend a few weeks doing your actual investigation, you get your results, you tally them up, then you whatever whatever whatever, and then you make a board with all your findings. So in third grade we were starting it and. Hello, everyone, and thank you for um, listening again. Uh, so there was definitely no stop at all. So, okay, so uh, with this new d- device that we're, that we're recording with, um, turns out the batteries run out pretty fast. <laughs> so we yeah. were in the middle of our talk, and uh, it just turned off. It just, it just but we still have the progress. So uh, I'm going to continue my story. So basically, we have the science fair project. Mm-hmm. And so you were lazy. Everyone was doing it. Everyone was doing it, and I was just like, "Wait a second! If I don't do it, what's gonna happen? You know, no, no, nothing's gonna happen. No one's gonna threaten me or whatever. I, I really don't want to do it. So I didn't do it. And uh, eventually, uh, the teacher seemed to have told my parents. And so the worst discipline that I got was. Uh, I went to work with my parents, and they sat me down, my dad in front of me, in the chair in his office. He gave me a notebook and a pencil, and he was like, go do your assignment. Asked me if I did my assignment. Did you do your assignment? No. (laughs) (laughs) I still didn't do it. I'm I'm not sure what I ended up doing. I don't remember doing doing that assignment. But, but yeah, so our parents did not really discipline. Not at all. And they still don't, really. And it then becomes a big temptation because then it's like, oh, my mom tells me, don't do this. And I'm like, well, yeah, like you didn't teach me when I was younger to obey you. And now you expect me to obey you when you tell me not to do something Mm -hmm. like I definitely try to because God's word tells me to. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, well, you know. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, it's getting a little bit late. Is there anything else that you want, that, any, any other hot takes that you want to just, just, just sort of share? Yeah, but, and as, as a point, I think it is, uh, I believe it's in Proverbs, um, he who uh, loves his child d- disciplines his son. Yeah. Right. We got to get the rod. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just move my mic. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so any other points that you would like to make, Mr. Alex? I, I'm honestly not that tired. I could keep talking for it's a while. 2.15. This is like the the most energetic I've ever been at 2.15 in the morning. 2.15 in the morning. You're probably tired, though. Oh, I am tired. So, uh, I mean, I, I get you for like another half a day, and then I don't see you for for months on end. Yeah. So... Um, would you, would you say that I'm, that I can be a little bit, uh, what's the word? 
do you think that I can be a little bit like sly or um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for or edgy or edgy? intense? Yeah, definitely. If there's something I guess that you don't agree with, I think the way you argue it when you argue it, and it's not that you argue; it's when you discuss it, because you never like really you never raise your voice. But when you discuss it. Sometimes I can see that I don't know how to say it. It's like hmm. I, I was I was referring more to my jokes. Oh, your jokes. Okay. What do you What do you say that I'm? I, I can be a little a little bit wild. A little bit. Okay. Now that I no, okay okay yeah, 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 yeah now that more, I understand what you're talking more, about more more of what I'm looking for to yeah. end to finish yeah. off. Can you give us a few interesting stories growing up? Oh. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I have the I have a video of this one. So there's there's a mini hoop on the door, and I was recording a video of myself shooting on the mini hoop, cause that's what that's what elementary kids do. And then this guy pops out of nowhere. He's easily two feet taller than me, and I'm trying to block his shot. And instead, what he does of shooting into the hoop. Was he beams it right at my stomach with the camera recording all of it. And then and then he grabs the ball and then he does it again. And then he grabs the ball <laughs> and he does it again. And then I and then I start screaming, why are you bullying me? And then he's like, I'm not bullying you. This is fun. <laughs> or something like that. And then and then he dunks on me or something like that. Yeah. So growing up. He was a little tense. Are you saying that? You're a little I've vicious. I've abused my size and strength. Definitely. <laughs> like, not a question. Okay, let me see if I can find another story. Oh, okay. I'm trying to see if I can sway from basketball because all of our memories of you abusing me were us playing basketball together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big and strong guy, so, you know, some, yeah, no, you're sometimes... Yeah, you're not big and strong. I'm just small and weenie. If someone who's weak gets in my way... Yeah. Bad things happen to the weak person. But yeah, so, um, so in, in ending or in conclusion, what, what is one thing that the audience has to know about, um, about either your brother or about your parents or about you? Choose wisely. Okay. So... I'm going to go with my brother and and then more of our relationship because something that I didn't really speak about in this podcast episode or whatever it is that you're doing is that, I don't know, from what I've seen in other kids, most people, or sorry, most siblings who are more than one, two, three years apart, maybe even two years, are not that close to each other. We're not that relatable. And somehow we've been able to push that boundary or that border. And at least, I don't know if you felt that way with me, but I felt really close to you and really relatable to you. Even though we're five and a half years apart, and that's not really a societal norm. It's just something that I guess happened. And obviously, I know you tried to do that with me by spending time with me when you didn't have to when I was younger. And 
that's something that most older brothers or older siblings won't really do. They won't, especially when they're that much older, they won't really take that time to be with the younger one and help mold them. And that's something that you really did for me. And that, you know, I don't want to get all mushy and stuff, but something I really appreciated. And so, you know, if you know Chris, you know, just he's a good guy. Especially if don't don't you're don't pretty, ruin the moment. Especially if you're pretty. Especially if you're pretty. Okay. Appa- apparently, especially if you're cute. Especially if, if, if you're, you're cute, cute and you're looking and for a husband. You're looking for a husband, and no, I'm okay, I'm gonna advertise it. Especially no, I'll stop <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So okay, well, that wasn't a story. Uh, but okay, but you said something that if, if, well, that I wanted everyone to know about my brother, and it's that he's a good brother, and that you know he's single, <laughs> and he won't always be single. And, you know, I've had him for some time. And then now it's your turn, whoever you are out there in the world. Yeah, so that's actually pretty interesting because I think that with us in particular, relatively to our particular culture, we were fairly close. I've, I've, I know many siblings who are closer in age who are not close to, who are not close mm-hmm. to each other at all. However... I also know a lot of siblings who are very, very close to each other. So I also think it's also a cultural thing that in the particular culture that we have here, like especially with the kids that we knew before we were Christian or even like the kids at our church maybe who uh, who they just have a different lifestyle. Or like I think back in the previous age when one wasn't able to have so many connections like you you when you were with your family all the time and you weren't able to text like other people and you weren't able to play video games and just join the video game with a whole community of people mm-hmm. and your friends all the time like back in the like not, uh, until recently people were forced um by their circumstances to always be with their families yeah you know so if Siblings didn't get along back then. Well, suck it up. You're too bad. Like you could hang out with with, with your friends, but uh, it you you probably wouldn't be with them for as much time as you would be with your siblings a lot of the time. Nowadays, you don't really need to be close to your siblings because you have your own friends online, or you have your own friends who you message. So it it really is very different. I think that if you were to go back a hundred, two hundred years, then most likely we wouldn't we wouldn't really be as close Mm -hmm. relatively speaking as them like we were just watching Pride and Prejudice and those sisters seemed very close yeah super and that it's something that I think it still exists but it exists only in certain families who are very intentional about being very close Mm -hmm. and it does not exist in most of America like western civilization yeah from my perspective yeah but hey, uh, if you made it to the end of this video, congratulations because you just sat through over an hour of two kids sharing their perspectives and opinions. So please take it with a grain of salt. Um, we know very little, yeah, relatively that's for speaking. Sure. And wait, 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 don't leave yet. Don't, don't, don't press the button. Don't press it just yet. Okay, cue the outro music. Thank you for listening. See you guys next.
next time. Yeah. Uh...